How do you start your day? Are you focused, energized, and tuned in to your higher self? Or do you wake up anxious, unmotivated, and already overwhelmed by your giant to-do list? Welcome to Coffee with the Universe with Laura Goldstein, where we'll have inspiring and practical conversations around how to reverse daily struggle and show up calm, collected, and confident instead. As a psychotherapist, spiritual advisor, yoga teacher, and influential speaker, Laura will discuss all things morning routine for increased productivity, mental clarity, greater connection with self, and better decision-making. So grab your favorite cup of joe and come sit down with Laura. Coffee with the Universe starts now. Hello and welcome to this episode of Coffee with the Universe, where we're going to be talking about setting goals and resolutions. It is January 2022, and usually in January, people are often running with their new list of resolutions, clinging to them, so excited to actually you know, do them and achieve them. But we all know what happens with this. Uh, Soon comes February and then March and most people have fallen off the wagon. And then by summer, you know, most of these resolutions are in the dust. So I want to talk today a little bit about goals and resolutions. Do they lead us farther away from our spiritual nature, um, from us developing as spiritual beings because we are human beings yes human beings doing um, but we are also spiritual beings and we are an achievement driven society many people take pride in having a lofty list of goals to accomplish and actually accomplishing them it's almost like the more you accomplish the more successful you appear. Wow, look at everything that this person has achieved in their life. So, you know, we have this drive to achieve, but that really comes from the ego. And here's my question. Does your soul, who you are at soul level, actually care about achieving goals? Is that how at soul level you measure um, your abundance and, and being in your, your dharmic flow, which is just really your sense of purpose? Or, you know, are we getting in our own way of evolving and growing by setting goals and having such a targeted focus on achievement? Um, I don't know. These are all good questions. I was just... Um, talking with uh, my producer Jacob here before he got on and I was like I love talking about goals but I hate setting them (laughs) it's like you know I, I I enjoy this topic because I think that this time of year it's it's exciting I mean who doesn't love to get like a new plan I don't know Jacob I don't know if you like to love getting a new planner and journal for the new year I typically keep the goals in my head, but my <laughs> wife loves to use a planner. I'm just not quite there yet. Well, I mean, some of us are planner people and some of us aren't. I am. I love planners and journals. So I love, you know, getting a new one, but there's usually like a section that's like, okay, write down your three month goals and five month goals. And do you know, I always fill that sucker out and then 
like three months later, my goals have completely changed and whatever I wrote down is, is like completely irrelevant. It, it reminds me of like uh, when I would start a new school year in high school or college and I'd get the planner and I'd be all like super excited to fill it out and write everything that I have to do down. And then I lose it in my backpack or desk. Like, then I find it like six months later and it's like, oh, okay. I didn't really even look at this. <laughs> You're like, well, I had it, but it wasn't very useful. Yeah. I, I do think, I mean, if you think about why do we set goals, there is really a practical purpose to goal setting. I mean, it really does help. So let's look at this from a practical human doing perspective. We really de- do need some kind of goal focus. It helps us to maintain that sense of consistency. So we aren't just like aimlessly wandering through life. We, you know, we all want to have a sense of purpose and accomplishment. And I do think that at soul level, there is a desire. I mean, there's this desire to be in your dharma. Dharma is a yogic term and basically just means to be in your flow, in your purpose. So we're not talking about you know, goal and purpose here is like, oh, that's your job, but more like feeling purposeful, like we are actually growing and evolving and accomplishing something. So it goals do help us maintain a sense of focus. So we're not just like lost. And if we never had really any goals, I think that we would probably end up feeling um, depressed, listless, Um, You know, I just don't have anything to look forward to. So there is a practical purpose. Um, It also helps us to assess what is important in life. I believe that when we set goals, if we continue to work towards those goals, we obviously value it for some reason. Sometimes we set goals like I talk about, and then like three months later, I'm like, oh yeah, I set that goal, but I don't really care anymore. Apparently it wasn't really something that I valued. It's a really good way to do like a checks and balances kind of system. Like what is important in life? Um, What is important enough for me to purposefully continue and take action versus what is it that I am wanting to do, but maybe isn't really congruent to my values, to to what I really say I want for myself, because I'm not really making any effort to um, accomplish it. And I'll, I'll give you a good example. So I have been writing this book about my adventure in Alaska since I left Alaska, and that was like 2013. And I have started and stopped and started and stopped and rewritten and changed my focus. Um, And then I, then I just stopped writing and, you know, this was a goal. Oh, I'm going to be a published author. And I really had to decide, you know, why is it that I want to achieve this? Why, why do I have this goal? And part of it was, these, um, I guess, like marketing experts were telling me, oh, it'll be really good for your business. When you have a book, you have a platform, a platform for speaking. And since I love to speak, I was like, oh, that's what I need, a platform for speaking. So I've had this goal to finish this book for a very long time, like a decade, pretty much. 
And I just haven't done the work to complete it. And I had this aha moment that trying to write this book in order to make it a way that I think other people want or how it should look for marketing purposes only wasn't in alignment with my soul's self-expression of just sharing my experiences. I thought I had to turn it into like this self-help book. So I took all my chapters and I made it like this life lesson of telling people like what they should be doing based on what I learned. And, and there just really wasn't that sense of alignment for me. And setting this goal based on the underlying factor of why I should be reaching this goal, really, I think just distracted me uh, from expressing myself to just being authentic and a story wanted to share regardless of what people think of it or how it should be in order to, you know, get me more speaking gigs. So while our goals help us focus and to not like wander aimlessly, um, and, and, you know, kind of push us maybe outside of our comfort zone so that we do continue to grow. Um, we can go wrong in many different ways. And, and one of them, again, is, is setting goals, but not really being invested in those goals. So I guess my question to you out there is, what are some of the goals or resolutions or even intentions? It doesn't really matter what you call them. What are are some that you've set for yourself for this year that maybe is somebody else's goal? Um, It belongs to, uh, you know, maybe it could be a parent. I mean, sometimes we assume the goals of our parents. I know I did. I became a school teacher because my dad was an entrepreneur And he would tell me, oh, don't work for yourself. It's really hard work and you don't have a steady paycheck and go do something with the government. And my mom taught school for a little bit, although she didn't continue. Um, She ended up helping my dad in his business. And I took on this goal of being a school teacher. And you know what? I hated it. I started like in second grade and these kids are like snotting everywhere and uh, so-and-so is touching me and they're whining. And I'm thinking, why exactly am I doing this? I'm like, maybe I need older kids. But the whole point was, is I took on this goal and and went and got an elementary ed degree for something I didn't really want to do. It really wasn't my, my goal. It was um, for my my parents. And we do this, we sometimes take on goals of other people because we feel like we need to please them. Um, I guess in my case early, wasn't sure what I wanted to do anyway. So I thought, well, how hard is it to get an elementary ed degree? Um, and to be honest, it wasn't very hard. I didn't really have to rack my brain a whole lot. The hard work was then actually teaching after the degree was older and they throw you in a classroom and you have all these kids screaming at you. That was the hard part. Um, but, you know, it goes wrong when we when we take on these intentions and these resolutions that aren't ours. Um, another place it goes wrong is when we have this idea that we can only, you know, do our goals once a year. I have learned that who I am at soul level, what my soul prefers, is to be a little bit more free flowing in in my goals and not be like, okay, here is my once a year, which is why like a lot of these planners, 
didn't work for me. Even like the monk manual, which I have raved about on this show before in the monk manual, um, you can get, um, it's uh, something that you can download from the site where you evaluate your life and you kind of look at where you are and how do you see yourself in three years? Um, how do you see yourself in five years? A lot of um, planning entities do that. Like, what is your five-year project? Where do you see yourself? And I'm like, you know, I don't even know I'm going to wear tomorrow, much less what five years down the road is going to look like. That's really hard for me to do. And I, I feel like if I'm trying to set goals and resolutions based on like this five-year projection, like I feel so stunted. I'm like, I don't even know where to begin. Um, you know, I don't know. Does that work for anybody, Jacob? Does that work for you? Like setting like these long-term goals? Um, they, I think in theory, they, they set me up for the direction I generally want to go, but what doesn't happen for me is the tangible like day-to-day change that I would expect from a goal like that. Um, and I, I was talking to Rachel, my wife about, you know, where do we want to be in five years? And it was so abstract and like off in the distance that it wasn't, I guess, specific enough that it was actually going to change what I was doing that week or that month or, um, you know, it, it didn't feel like a drastic change to me. So for me, that's not how I prefer to do it. Um, but I know for some people, they need to have that kind of, you know, overhead view and umbrella view of where they're trying to get so that they can start to set those smaller goals. Yeah, I, I guess it, it really depends. I mean, I, I know from the work that I do with people when I when I do a soul level reading and I'm teaching somebody about who they are at soul level, um, there is variances in how we manifest what we want to create. And some of us are strong outcome people and some of us are our process people. And it was really helpful for me to learn that I was much better at focusing on the process, which is what you were talking about, Jacob, that, that day-to-day change, you know, okay, I kind of know what, what direction I want to go in, but what drives me most, what supports me the most is, is daily taking, you know, this action, steady action towards what I want to create, but yet being involved in that action. But there are outcome people who who really focus on the big picture and just automatically adapt their lifestyle to that. And so I think, I mean, maybe too, Jacob, you're a like a process person because like I'm I'm like you. It's like I, I know this abstract, but I, you know, my daily life isn't changing unless I make an intention. How do I want my days to be versus you know, here's the outcome, what I'm going to do. I mean, there's like a slight nuance to it, but I think it makes a difference in our motivation. Yeah. For me, it actually kind of goes back to one of the past shows that we did um, about those daily routines and, um, you know, how that sets you up for not just your day, but, you know, your week and your month. Um, For me, the way that I need to set these goals is that if I can kind of rein in that abstract overhead view of it and, bring it down into how is this, how are these small things that affect my day to day set me up to eventually get to this, you know, big goal that I've set for five years down the road. Um, and I found that to be a lot more successful for me um, because it's a little more intentional for me day, daily intention versus, you know, I hope I get there and doing these things should get me there versus I can see the progress happening um, every single day. And I know that that's going to put me in a place where I am ready to reach that goal. 
Yeah, it's almost like creating a lifestyle for yourself versus a goal. And as spiritual beings, we want to, like our souls want us to, you know, explore and experience humanity and and express ourselves and experience, you know, gratitude and, and, and joy. Um, But I think in order to do that, you almost have to create a lifestyle for yourself, which is kind of what you were saying. And I know we need to take a break, but I came across when I was doing some research, um, I came across this, someone who asked the question about um, setting goals and and a relationship to suffering, because in like Buddhist philosophy, you know, to desire something is to suffer. And that makes sense because if we really want something, there's this like anxious anticipation of trying to get it, trying to get it, trying to reach it, trying to get there. It's like an obsession in a way. Um, And it does create this discord on the inside. Um, And so some, they're they're having a a written conversation and they're talking about the, the, the problem with setting goals is that we, we look so much in the future, instead of creating like day now, how can I, you know, incorporate what my soul wants for me today, right now, we, we are like, oh, in the future, I want this, but that always leads us projecting ourselves into the future. And from a spiritual perspective, the only thing that really matters is the here and now. The past doesn't exist. The future doesn't exist. So when we create a lifestyle and we focus on every day of just, you know, harnessing our divine nature, then we're never lacking because, oh, in the future, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. Oh, in, in three months, I'm going to be thinner. So I just thought it was really interesting about that distinction of lifestyle because we're working in the present moment instead of trying to achieve something that we sense is, you know, going to happen for us, you know, six months down the road or even five years down the road. Okay, I know we did take a break, so um, let's do that. And when we come back, we will continue the discussion on goals, maybe where did a little about where did we go wrong And what does it mean to be a spiritual being? So I will see you shortly. Have you heard about shifting the collective vibration and consciousness on the planet? Join me, Kimberly Barrett, on the Sharing Love and Light show every first and third Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern at TransformationTalkRadio.com to explore the depth of vibration and consciousness on our planet and learn how you can shine your love and light. To learn more, Visit sharingloveandlightshow.com. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. The truth is funny. Shift happens with monthly guest host Karen Button. 
Tune in for powerful conversations about health and wellness. Karen brings unique insights rich with humor and science to her discussions with experts in medicine, movement, psychology, spirituality, and so much more. Don't miss Karen on The Truth is Funny every third Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information about Karen, visit KarenBetton.com. Who taught you or your kids how to handle stress? That's right, no one. I'm combat veteran Deb Lewis, and I'm on a mission to change that. My new children's book, Why is Pono Not Pono Today, is set in Hawaii. Lovable characters, Pono the Bull and his friend Kuleana, show us how a stressful situation ends happily. Look closer to reveal powerful ways to handle all types of stress. Start loving your stress-filled life today. Go to mentallytoughwomen.com. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Welcome back to Coffee with the Universe. Today we're talking about setting goals and resolutions. Do they help us or do they actually distract us from developing and growing as spiritual beings? Does our soul even care about setting goals, resolutions, even intentions and achievement? Do we really care? So in the first segment, we chatted a little bit about um, you know, the goals and the drive and, and where we can go wrong. And I just want to touch on a little more areas where this is where goal setting doesn't work for us. So if you've set goals and you haven't accomplished them, then one of these, uh, one of these reasons is probably where you have kind of gone off track a little bit. So first it may not be how you are designed. We sometimes set goals based on what we see other people doing. And um, Jacob and I were just talking about um, the differences between people and like, like jobs. And I was thinking, I don't know how someone can like sell used tires and just really be there for the money. Because like, if I don't love what I'm in, engaged with and involved with, I don't want to do it. I would dread my work. But maybe it's about loving the sales process and just, you know, that challenge of, can I, you know, convert this customer, but you know, that that's two ways of, of operating that are very different. One is very outcome oriented. And for me, it's very, what am I doing process oriented? So we need to know how we are designed. Um, also when we attach personal worth to whether we achieve our goals, this is where we get some, I guess I could say spiritual blockages because we have identified 
our divinity, our self-worth with whether or not I made, you know, $100,000 this year. As divine beings, we are worthy just because we're divine beings. We don't need to prove ourselves, get anything, gain anything, have a particular degree or a particular job. We are worthy just as we are. So when we attach worth to something externally to this, this achievement, um, oh, I became the CEO, I've worked my way up the corporate ladder, that, that our, our soul doesn't really care about that because our soul knows that we don't need that in order to be beautiful and worthy and perfect. So are you attaching your self-worth to goals? And sometimes this happens a lot in like the health industry, like with weight, people don't see themselves as worthy because of how their body is, um, extra weight that they put on, um, or maybe weight that they didn't take off after pregnancy or whatnot. Uh, but you know, the, the soul doesn't care how we look because it's not about that. Our physical body is just a, a tool to help us explore the world and experience life. It's not about the body. So are you attaching any worth to your goals? And our goals that are created from the ego really sound like, oh, I should be doing this. Oh, it really look good if I did that. Or if I do this, then um, I will, you know, be validated by my colleagues or, or whatnot, that whole people pleasing things. So we're, you know, attaching fulfillment and happiness to achievement. But then when we don't achieve, then it's that, again, that egoic sense of failure and a double whammy on our sense of self-worth, because now we've failed. And why can someone else, you know, have a successful business where I am struggling or why can someone else have this wonderful relationship and I can't seem to find anybody that doesn't need fixing. We, we start to confuse who we are and our worthiness with that level of achievement. And I know like society tells us that if we're busy, therefore we're productive, therefore we're successful, but you can be really busy scrapping at a lot of things and not feel fulfilled or successful, nor can you, nor, you know, do you often feel like you're, you're all that productive or purposeful in your actions? So we really have to step back from those goals and say, where are we writing these goals from? Are they coming from a place of what I think looks good and what I should be doing? Or are they coming from a place of how can I experience life and share what I have to offer to the world? And I think in order to understand whether or not, or assess whether or not our goals take us farther away from our, our spiritual nature, we kind of have to know what does it mean to be a spiritual being? What does that really mean? And I think that it means that we live life from a soul-based perspective versus our egoic perception of self. And our, you can always kind of sense 
when your ego is driving your bus, when you're pri- when you're like really concerned about what it is you're you're doing. There's a fear of failure. Is this safe? What will this look like? Um, how, you know, will this prevent disappointment in any way when we set a goal or have a resolution? And it's really about how we look, our safety, um, being seen in a certain way by others. This is, this is not really our soul speaking. So we're not acting from a place of our divinity, of our soul self, when we're attached to these outside perceptions. You know, our soul doesn't care about that. Our soul knows that we are eternal beings no matter what. Even if our body disintegrates, we're still eternal beings. Our soul knows that we have something important to give to the world, a a special, you know, gift, you know, service to, to do. Our soul knows this and doesn't care what other people think. The second you're doing something that concerns yourself with what other people think, it's not coming from that place of of spirituality. And most so most people are actually creating their goals from the ego. You know, I want a bigger house, a nicer car. Ooh, if I have a nicer car, then, you know, people are going to perceive me of, you know, wealth and status and success. Does your soul care about a car? No, not really. I mean, it wants you to get to places and experience life, but it couldn't give two hoots what like kind of car it is or what color it is, what it looks like, because the soul knows that life and existence is not about that, right? So your soul basically is just full of inspired ideas and wants you to create and experiment with it all. So here's, you know, another interesting question on that. If this is the case, what does goal setting look like from or look like at soul level um does it need like smart goals i hate smart goals i i they just don't work for me like measurable like i i spent time making smart goals i had to do that for my um my master's program and like it never worked for me i didn't really care i would just put down whatever and i never really checked you know the boxes is this measurable did i, I you know i never really did it um, and I don't, I don't think that like the soul really cares about that. Does the soul care if it's like super measurable? I mean, I don't know. I guess it depends on how you're created, how you're designed. I don't know. It's a good question. Um, like Buddhist stoicism, a lot of these ancient philosophies, Again, teach us that desire is the root of suffering. And when we set goals, it's because we want something, right? We want um, a better job. We want a nicer house. We want improved health. And so does goal setting then set us up for suffering because it's always about desire? And I think, yes, if we're doing it for the wrong reasons. And here's another thing in these ancient philosophies, they say, you know, being attached to an outcome is dangerous. 
And I think this is where we tend to attach our worth to things is the outcome. It's like, was it successful or was I a failure? And oh my gosh, I was a failure. But what if failure was actually the successful outcome of your experiment? I don't think at soul level, there is such a thing as success and failure. I think everything is a success because as a soul, we're here, we incarnate into this human condition to play, to experience new things, to express ourselves. And sometimes we, we grow, a lot of times we grow from figuring out what doesn't work. And if you look at kids, like little small children playing and they're building something and they can't seem to build it and it falls down or something, you know, they laugh and they're having a good time, even if whatever it is they're trying to build doesn't work because they're so connected to their soul, their essence, that they realize that what would seem as failure to an adult, I built this building and it crumbled to the ground. What we would see as failure, the children and in our soul sees it as play, like, oh, it didn't work out. Well, isn't that awesome? That's kind of cool. Why did it work? Why didn't it work out? I'm so curious about that. You know, there's a different... I guess, perspective of looking at it from that place of, it doesn't matter what the outcome is, what did you learn from it? And again, as I was doing my Google research, I came across this article um, on the newminimalism.com website. And the, the title was like, do Buddhists set goals? And the author said that, um, is it a he, I don't know whether it's a he or she, but this person verified that Buddhist teachings do not necessarily disapprove of goal setting. Um, you know, there's goals within a Buddhist practice to awaken, to achieve enlightenment, to, you know, not attach yourself to outcome, to relieve um, suffering, but they do not see goals as end goals. They see these goals as a framework for daily practice. And I thought that was really cool. So instead of, you know, these are my resolutions, how can I bring this into a daily practice? And I think that's what our soul desires is to actually live every day um, as if we are those goals, like we've actually achieved them. So if the goal is to lose weight, how can you express yourself today? And what can you do as, as if that has that's already existed for you? There is no sense of time at soul level, that's really uh, like a, a human ego creation so that we can track and measure. There isn't a sense of time. So even at soul level, if we're trying to create a goal, it doesn't really understand like the whole future perspective. It's like, oh, well, what are we doing now? So when we make, I guess this goes back to the whole lifestyle thing. When we are living our life on a daily basis and making our goals a daily practice, we're going to get there. 
you know, no matter what, because it's just part of our lifestyle. It's how we live. Um, and, and I see that like in myself too, I guess with my, my health being dairy, gluten and sugar free, I've been eating that way for like seven years. And originally my goal was to not feel like crap because I did that in order to feel better. I was experiencing some major health problems. So I just, instead of making those a goal, I just said, you know what, I'm going to live from a place of, I am just dairy, gluten, and sugar-free. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for my body. And so every day, that was just my lifestyle. That was my framework, my foundation. It was never, oh, in three months, I'm going to experience X, Y, Z because I did this. So that's what I think this is really talking about is making it your daily practice. And if you value it, then you're going to do it daily. Okay, uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what is the solution? How do we start to plan and maybe do intention setting goals setting that's going to help connect us to our divine nature? I'll be back in a few. Are you ready to shift your life into overdrive and stop wasting your time? If so, then I want to invite you right now to the Body Regeneration Online Academy with me, Tracy L. In a world filled with so much information, you can get overloaded and confused, left feeling like you've tried everything and still no results. If this is you, then this platform is for you to help you step into your power, your intuition, and gain clarity. You will learn simple tools that you can use as you walk down the street, and I will teach you how to grow a stronger connection to the God consciousness. Imagine having me as your coach, shifting you, uplifting you, empowering you every week, and most of all, helping you stay connected so you can navigate your life's journey with ease and grace. Nothing will be able to get in your way. Plus, you will have a community filled with souls just like you to pick you up when you fall down and support you on your wins. No one can go this journey alone. If you are ready for your live activations, check me out at tracylclark.com and join the TLC Body Regeneration Online Academy now. Life can be demanding, but sometimes our wheels are spinning and we're too focused on making them turn to notice we're stuck in the mud. Tune into The Pause with me, Ellen Wyoming Deloy, every second and fourth Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. Learn how to stop, reflect, and start moving forward with intention. And if you're really looking to jumpstart your personal development, schedule a free coaching consultation with me at ellenwyomingdeloy.com. Well, some of us are outwardly successful, but inwardly feel unhappy and living a life lacking in purpose and meaning. It just doesn't feel good. Well, The Necktie and the Jaguar by Carl Greer can help you discover what's important to you and how to go for it. For more information to purchase the book, go to transformationtalkradio.com or carlgreer.com. Want to ignite your best life full of joy, passion, and purpose? Then join me, Stephanie James, for The Spark, Wednesday nights, 6 o'clock Pacific Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, on TransformationTalkRadio.com, and learn how together we can illuminate the world. Learn more on StephanieJames.World. The best 
is yet to come. Tune into Hungry for Answers every first and third Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com with me, Robin Clare. I am a recovery coach, professional, and best-selling author, bringing you eye-opening conversations about addiction and groundbreaking tools for recovery. To learn about me and my offerings, visit Clarity.com. That's Claire, C-L-A-R-E-I-T-Y.com. Hello, and welcome back to Coffee with the Universe. Today, we're talking about goals, resolutions, intentions, setting them. Is this actually supporting our spiritual growth or is it holding us back? We've already talked a little bit about um, where goal setting can go wrong and what does it mean to be a spiritual being. So I want to talk about what is the solution to this. And I, I caught myself like laughing as I'm thinking about like all of these things that we preoccupy ourselves with. And I think so, so my whole, I used to, in my morning routine, spend a lot of time looking at my goals and because I thought I should, because, you know, you read these productivity articles and they're like, oh, if you look at your goals every morning, you know, you're going to actually do things to accomplish them. I used to spend a lot of time reviewing my goals and then in planners, they give you like these habit trackers where you can list like 12 things. What are you going to track? Oh, I did my yoga today. I drank eight glasses of water. And I realized that this was just like one giant distraction time suck for me. I was wasting 30 minutes in the morning reviewing this and looking at my habits versus actually just doing my divinity. And I I think that there are some things in the mornings that really help my spiritual growth, like, you know, doing some reading, stretching my body, meditation, and, um, you know, maybe just kind of looking at what is my general focus for the day? How am I going to create a little bit of a lifestyle for myself? What are negotiables, non-negotiables? Those were the things that were helping me. But this whole idea of really being focused on the goals and, and tracking things and measuring and, you know, checking the boxes, it was, it was wasting my time. And I would have this anxiety because I was doing it, because I really wasn't out there doing things, doing what I was, I was, I guess, created to do. And when we think about like just a half hour, it's like, oh, it's only like 20, 30 minutes in the morning. That, that adds up. It adds up after a while. And it left me feeling like I wasn't really accomplishing anything, if that makes sense. But all right. So what is, what is the solution here? All right, so the first thing which I talked about is I, I, you really need to know yourself. You need to know what is um, my soul level strengths. What, you know, how do I best serve? How do I best operate in the world? And not, I'm not talking about things that you learned because we have learned strengths and abilities. I'm talking about the, the stuff that just flows naturally for you. Like I'm a teacher and, and I can teach, I can come up with words, I can write content. And people are like, oh my God, it takes me like two days to write, you know, two paragraphs. And I'm like, no, I can spit that out in like 30 seconds transcribing on my phone. I know that this is just who I am. I'm meant to teach. I'm, I'm meant to share. I'm meant to talk. I'm meant to, you know, be opinionated about things. That's just how I'm designed. And I think we need to know this, really know this um, about ourselves. 
and there, there's so many little intricacies with who we are at soul level. So when I do readings for people, um, you know, we talked a little bit about process versus outcome, but, you know, are you better at reacting to things or are you better at instigating things? And there's all these little nuances about how we view achievement and how we grow and evolve that if you don't know yourself, you are very likely to get caught in that trap of what I talked about earlier um, where we go wrong, where we, you know, do what we think we should do or what looks good or what other people want from us. So you really need to know yourself at soul level, what comes natural, because if you're doing what comes naturally to you, I don't know that you really need to set goals. You're just doing your thing. It's like being in, in flow. I mean, have you ever been like working and you're just really immersed in it, enjoying it um, in whatever task it is? And by work, it doesn't have to be work. It could be a hobby, but you're just so immersed. But then you look at the clock and like three hours have gone by and you're like, oh my God, did you have to set a goal to do that? No, that just, you know, is something that you do naturally and you become so immersed in the present and the now that you know, whatever you're creating, you're creating it. That is divinity. That is, is spiritual growth. That is doing our, our jobs, I guess, at soul level. Um, we don't have to set goals in order to do that. So know yourself, know where you are in flow, and then create a lifestyle where you're doing those things every single day, regardless of that outcome. You know, and this also takes listening to yourself, which is tough because we have our loud self in our head that chatters away constantly. And then we have our soul self, which is that intuitive voice, that quiet voice within. And that quiet voice is usually trying to speak to us to tell us like, yes, go this way or no, don't go that way. But we tend to not listen. I think that part of the solution here is to start to listen to that voice because that voice is going to give us bouts of inspiration that bubble up that we may not even be thinking about. For example, if we are determined to, you know, set some kind of career goal and we have it in our mind that we're going to take the next step on the corporate ladder because that's just what is next, we are shutting ourselves off to other possibilities because we're focused on that. We have this narrow frame of reference. And we're, if we're only listening to what's in our head, we're going to drive after that. But what if that intuitive voice within is telling you, you know what, that next step, that's really not for you. You know, you've always wanted to um, take up, you know, art or writing or extreme sports as 
a, a career. Now is the time to explore that. So we hold ourselves back from really being in our divinity by being narrow-minded and focused because we aren't listening to that voice within. Now, is that sometimes scary to give up like maybe a corporate space to go take people on extreme um, skydiving excursions? Probably, yes. It is scary when we're doing something different, but that's part of our spiritual growth is to get out of that comfort zone and not worry about safety. This is where the ego then comes into play. Oh my gosh, you know, this is scary. You could fail. You may not have as much money. Now we're being prevented and, and, and stopped from the, the ego's place of fear. That's not really our, our soul in operation. Our soul knows that if we listen and follow, we're going to be okay no matter what. So th this is like the, the fine line here between where am I creating and setting these goals from an egoic perspective versus where am I following my soul? Because a goal could be, you know what, I'm listening to that, that voice within and I'm going to go, you know, create my little skydiving venture. I'm going to go do that. That could be a goal because that's where your soul is leading you. But it doesn't necessarily make you write out a smart goal and talk about how many different ways it's measurable. Now, if you like to geek out on that stuff, fine, what, you know, that's great. But it doesn't need that in order for it to play, in order for it to experience life. So if we look at goals, maybe as an experiment, it might take the pressure off of like, we must achieve, it might take that off the table. Um, because again, we're talking about experiment, if we reframe failure and success, and just say, you know what, everything that we're doing is going to be a success because it's going to help us, you know, it's going to help me weed out what I like, what I don't like, what feels congruent, what isn't congruent. So I'm okay with that. That's awful. That's helpful. We can, you know, again, we're, we're getting closer to our spiritual nature because it doesn't really care about success anyway. So it's really, it's, it's a moot point. We can detach from our likes and dislikes this goes back to the root of suffering our our system of likes and dislikes comes from ego and is like projected on things around us things on we haven't even experimented with so for example like well i don't like broccoli and asparagus is also green Therefore, I don't like broccoli or asparagus. You know what? As a matter of fact, I don't like any green vegetables. That has shut us off. And I know that that's like not necessarily goal setting, but a lot of times we set goals based on our likes and dislikes. I don't like the way I look. Therefore, I'm going to set the goal to lose 30 pounds. Well, that's not a, a, a driving you know, reason. Well, I guess it is. Some people are, are very vain, I guess. And that really is how they look as a driving factor. I guess that's why, I guess that's why plastic surgery is 
like a billion dollar industry (laughs) is because people, you know, are driven by that. But if you're listening to this, you are most likely into spiritual growth. You know that that's not who you are and like super important in life, but you get the point, you know, when we start to worry about what we like and don't like, and we're creating goals around that, um, that's not, you know, taking us closer to our divinity. Um, So I guess, you know, my whole, my words of wisdom is create, think of creating a lifestyle with health. What is, especially with health, like what is important to you? What do you value? What can you do every day that's going to help you feel that way that you want to feel joyous? And, you know, we can just access our, our prana, our energy and feel joy. So what can we do to really tap into that and not worry about, you know, setting goals as a matter of measure of success or accomplishment or how other people see me? All right, so so play with this a little bit and maybe it's just taking a look at your goals and, and doing a little evaluation there. Hey, you know, are these really my goals? Am I getting caught up? Are they goals, you know, from a place of, of egoic perspective where I, it's out of fear or to keep me safe? Um, how can I start to listen to that soul voice within? How can I jump on those intuitive nudges Um you know, how can I listen to my inner voice more so that I'm less likely to start to um, grasp at outcomes that are unimportant to me or that, you know, just aren't even in the direction that I really want to go. Okay, so we're uh, coming up at the end of the show. Uh, Thanks for listening. And I will see you next time here on Coffee with the Universe every third Tuesday of the month at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Transformation Talk Radio. Thank you for joining me for Coffee with the Universe. Make sure to tune in next time as I continue to share tips and tricks to help you stop waking up anxious, uninspired, and energetically drained in the morning and feel calm, connected to your higher self and confident instead. If you would like more information on my morning magic course, please visit www.cwtu.net slash morning magic.